Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 95, you're almost at 100. Y'all, I'm going to celebrate. I tell you, I cannot wait. Have you guys put in your favorite episode? I know I keep asking, but I really want this to be a joint effort because I know for some of you, you enjoy the podcast. And so I think it would be a blast for you to hear you on a podcast that you enjoy. Look, this is the last day, right, that I can talk about it. And it's the last couple of days for you to get it in. So do me a favor, stop, put it on your calendar today. It takes two or three minutes. What's your favorite episode and why? And share it with us. I want to highlight you. Yes, because this podcast has always been about us. Yes. So I have a turban on. Who would know that tying a scarf around your head and making it look cute was such an ordeal? I had to go to YouTube and like figure it out. But my hair, if you guys know my hair journey... Hair journey for Black women is a thing. So yes, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it and be very open. Y'all know for so long I wore my hair short. But I wanted to have the experience of my natural hair being long. I've had the experience of my permed hair being long. But my natural hair, I haven't a clue what it's going to do, what it's going to look like, or anything. So this is all virgin territory for me. I have literally kept my head short for 25 years because I didn't want to deal with it and to go from that to having to deal with it. So now my hair is longer now that the old stuff that I used to do just doesn't work. So I'm trying out something different. So I two strand twisted it. (laughs) But I want my hair to look good at a certain day. Y'all know how it is. Like you want your hair to look good at a certain day and you know, Two days later, that first day isn't the best day. That second day, kind of, by that third day, it hits. So, and it took me three hours to two-strand twist this hair. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is a lot of work, y'all. This is really a lot of work. So don't be surprised if I cut it off. So instead of taking it down earlier, I figured out how to keep do a cute little turban. So I have a turban, little scarf on my head. And I think I'm okay. Put some big hoople earrings on and some bright lipstick. Oh, yes. I'm rocking it today. And this kind of goes in what I was going to say today. I want to talk about self-love. I have a friend, Maggie Reyes. Oh, like she is a wonderful marriage coach. And she made a post not too long ago that said, Love isn't on autopilot. And I'm like, Maggie, you are so right, right? Like there's no autopilot for love. 
Maggie Reyes. That's the quote. There's no autopilot for love. But we've been sold this bill of goods of love should come easy. And if you have to work for it, then maybe that that's not love. Like what we see on TV, what we see in the movies, what we see in other people, love comes easy. It just happens, right? There's no action to it. There's no work to it. Y'all, if you hear Apollo in the background, that's my lovely little puppy. I promise you, I am not killing the dog. The dog is fine. I've waited like hour for him to calm down so that I can record and it just wasn't happening. So I'm like, nope, he may be on the podcast today. (laughs) So if y'all hear him, he is a well-loved dog. I promise you, he's just a baby. So, but what I want to get back to is that there's this image that love should be easy, right? Love, like it just happens and it's not work. And if I got to work that hard, then maybe there's something wrong. And there's no autopilot for love, meaning it just doesn't naturally happen. You have to literally stir the course, And so Maggie was talking about it in the realm of love, relationship love. Well, you know, I'm going to bring that on over here for self-love. Self-love for you as the woman you are, Black Queen. Like self-love for you. There's no autopilot for you to love yourself. Sometimes we try to make something wrong with us because we don't love ourselves. It's just supposed to naturally happen. And if I don't accept all parts of me or if I have a tendency to beat myself up or judge myself or if I have a harsh, critical voice, then something's wrong because that should be on autopilot. I should just naturally love myself. Okay, Queens, I'm calling BS on that. Yes, it just doesn't happen. And it's okay to admit to yourself, if no one else, that, you know what? I don't love myself that much. I don't love myself well. We label it as I have low self-esteem or I have low confidence or I don't believe in myself or I have imposter syndrome. But we have all these labels for it. And when we label it, we make it this big deal that shouldn't be there as if you should automatically what it's saying is is that you should automatically have high self-esteem and self-love and self-acceptance and self-trust and not ever have imposter syndrome the fact that you have it and it's a label that means it's a disorder or something and something is wrong no what if i told you again there's no autopilot for self-love So when we label it, we make it this thing. We now have diagnosed it. Now it is something to treat, right? Rather than, wait a minute. It was never designed for us to automatically love ourselves. There's no autopilot for that. Very few people have the fortune to grow up in a home where that was modeled and taught and they had the experiences that help support that, no, I choose me and I love me. I have a lot of friends. Very few of them have this on autopilot. 
right? Have this locked in. And I don't even think it's on autopilot. It is, it was demonstrated. And so when they find themselves not, they just immediately go, oh, wait a minute, I'm off course. And then they veer right back on, right? So even for those who grew up in those type of environments where it was supported, and I've talked about the shame of, you know, like how we were raised, if we were raised in a very rigid, very like, you couldn't be a kid. We understood why kind of environments, right? So if you weren't and compassion wasn't the thing and you weren't taught self-love and self-acceptance and that wasn't modeled for you, that's okay. And if it was, and you just veer off, you just go back on, but there's no autopilot. Like there's not a set it and forget it for self-love. I'm saying all this because when you say to yourself, like I have imposter syndrome or I have a problem really loving me, or I really am hard or bad on myself, that's really, of course, right? It's a thing and it's not a thing. Where we live, nine times out of 10, if you're American, even if you're on the UK, across from the other pond, wherever, like this world has taught us that we were not lovable. Like we didn't look like what people wanted. We didn't act like what people wanted. Our hair wasn't like people wanted. Our lips ain't what people want. Our nose ain't what people wanted. Our eye color ain't what people want. Like all of it, the size of our hips, like everything, how we dance, how we move, how we think, right? So of course, it's almost like when my brain offers that I don't belong or imposter syndrome or it says something very critical or unloving, I'm like, yeah, of course. Look at the soup I've been swimming in. Of course, this is my default. It doesn't make it mean that it's true just because I'm thinking it though. Like I understand like my background is that, oh yeah, here's this thing. Of course, I have these thoughts. These are my default. I'm not enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm like all of those things, like not love and accept all of me, literally. Yeah, today I wore a turban. I put a scarf on my head and made some little things because I didn't want people to see my twist. The old me would have been like, oh no, I cannot show up with this on. And the new me is like, oh no, this is me. I have black hair and I have natural black hair. So this is what we do to grow our hair, to take care of our hair. This is just a protective style. And yeah, this is me. And I love me, right? But I haven't always been that way. And it wasn't on autopilot. It was, I set a course. (laughs) I set a course with a destination and a goal, Right. And you know what a destination and a goal, right? You do know that half the time that a plane is in air, it's off course 50% of the time or 90% of the time, right? I don't know what the statistic is, but it's like it's off course more times than it is on course because it hardly is ever a straight shot, right? So, what if for you it's not a problem? Like, of course. I struggle with loving myself. I live in this country, in this world where the world has taught me differently. And I'm going to, I get to, I'm going to decide to choose to love myself, to learn to love myself intentionally. But if I think it's just supposed to happen, 
be an osmosis, like something is wrong with me because I just don't love myself. No, it's not just supposed to happen. If we're not doing the things that create love for ourselves, that and love for ourselves is a feeling. And like every other feeling, it's created by the thoughts that we generate for ourselves. If we don't intentionally clean up and unlearn that shit that we were taught and replace and understand and reinforce thoughts that we do want to have about ourselves that create love. If we're not doing it as an intentional act, if we're not setting the course and looking at it and like, nope, we're off course, go back. Nope, we're off course, we'll go back, right? Of course you don't love yourself. Yes, right? Like you're a black woman in this world. Of course you don't love yourself. Of course you have imposter syndrome. The whole world was designed for you to feel like you don't belong because it has told you your whole life you don't belong. So it's like not a problem. But what I want us to do is we get to build, we get to set the direction, we get to set the course with markers and everything. And that's where we're missing out because if we're thinking something is wrong with us because we just don't automatically have pleasing thoughts about ourselves <laughs> and we don't have to do the work and then we make something it wrong that I have to do this work. I have to work so hard to love myself to stop these thoughts. First of all, these thoughts, you're not going to stop them. Stop trying to wrestle with these thoughts. They're there. They're not going anywhere. The thoughts that I have in my head of my not enoughness I've like made peace with them. Oh, you here again? Hey, welcome. Come on. We're doing this shit today, right? You coming? Okay. I know you're going to tell me I can't. Who do you think you are? I know you're here to tell me all these things, right? But nothing has meaning until we give it meaning. I'm not making the fact that I think these thoughts mean anything anymore. What are you making the fact that you're thinking these thoughts, that you don't feel love for yourself? What are you making that mean? Because my answer is, of course you don't. Let's build it. What's your answer? Something's wrong with me. I don't love myself. I should love myself by now. I've been working on it. Well, the fact that you just said that tells me <laughs> your work is to change your thoughts not to do things, but to think differently about you. It's a state of being, not a state of doing, right? Listen, there is awareness of where we are and then there's mastery. And a lot of us get stuck in the awareness and we hear it and we like go to the events or we read the books and it's like, oh my God, that's it. I get it. And we know exactly where we are. Oh, I have a problem loving myself. Oh, I'm not supporting myself. Oh, I need to have my own back. But most of us, if you ask me, most people, if I ask them, how do you have your own back? Could you really say to the T what you actually do to have your own back? And if you're telling me the things that you do and not how you think about it, then I know that that practice isn't embedded in you. It's not embodied. Because the practice of having your own back is how you think about yourself. What you think, 
more so than what you do, right? So it's not, I'm going to treat myself loving and da, da, da. It's how and what I have decided I will and will not do, what I don't deserve, what I do deserve, how I'm going to treat myself. It's my thoughts about me. My thought is this world has kicked me when I'm down enough. I'd be damned if I do the same thing. That's my thought. I literally, I'd be damned if when I'm down, I'm going to kick me too because the world has been doing that. It's my entire life. No, it stops with me. I won't join in. No, ma'am. Right? That's a thought. That's a decision. That's a belief, right? I'm going to accept all of me, my good, my bad, and my ugly. That's all of me. It's not for me to get rid of my ugly. It's to embrace all of me, right? But notice these are intentional things that we do, not autopilot. So I just want to give some of you guys hope because I know for so many of us, we're like, something is wrong with me because I don't love myself. And my answer to that is no fucking kidding, right? Yeah, you don't because you live in a world that has constantly told you not to. Look at the advertising, look at the movies, look at everything, look at the pictures you see, look at what we've been taught. Of course you don't love yourself, queen. And it won't be an automatic thing. You will have to be intentional about it. It will involve work. Are you ready for the work? Then start thinking about, start writing down the thoughts that you have about you. What is it that you think about you? At the end of the day, what are your thoughts about you? And question them. I'm going to tell you the other one again. Where did they come from? How do you know that they're true? Poke holes in every last one of them. Question their authority. Are they true? Find the lies in the truth. Because we think some of those is true. I'm like, I'm disorganized. I'm lazy. I don't have my own bag. I don't such and such. I don't da da da. And we tell them as if they're truths. I want you to go on a mission to find the lies in those truths that you think about yourself. Because I promise you, those lies are there. And if you want help doing this, there's a difference of awareness of knowing where I'm at and mastery, which is the work that we do in Deeply Rooted. If you want to do this, join the wait list. I think it's brickjohnson.com forward slash group to get on the new wait list for the upcoming cohort. This is something that we do, that we get to do intentionally. But to take it off of autopilot and to begin to navigate, you have to learn how to navigate. Like you just can't fly a plane and like, I'm just going to head it in this direction. You need to learn the process of how to read the instruments and how to navigate. That's what we do in Deeply Rooted. We take it off autopilot and I help you navigate to a better relationship with yourself, more self-love, more self-acceptance, and definitely more self-trust. Those are the three ingredients you need in order to take your work, your art, your gifts, your brilliance into the world on a deeper, stronger, 
more epic level. Those are the things we need. All right. It's not going to happen easily and it doesn't happen naturally for you to love yourself. This world wasn't designed for us to do that. Now we can sit here and be all mad about it or we can talk about the solution. I, for one, am ready to talk about solutions. We know why, for sure why. We live in a world that has never seen our value. I don't care anymore that they don't see our value. I want us to see our value. I'm not going to talk about the patriarchy and all of that. Like I do get into that, but right now let's talk about us solving our problems. The solution. We are our answers. Join the group. That's why it's a group so that we can be there for one another. All right. Send in your MP3s, support at brickjohnson.com. Send in your episodes, what your favorite one is. Maybe this one will be it. I don't know. But I want you to join in on the celebration. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, Opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brigjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. Brigjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.